0: Block talk radio
1: from los angeles california it's music friday the end of the week program where you choose the hot new upcoming bands you want to hear and we put them on the air I'm your host, Patrick O'Heffernan, broadcasting every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern on the Blog Talk Radio Network, the Cyber Station USA Network, and our radio affiliates. Today, we're going to be talking with two great talents at 205 Eastern, a country singer-songwriter with a very unusual story, Billy Kaye, will join us, and at 2.30, Max Waller of the new badass indie rock band, Handsome As Sin, will be on the air. Now, don't forget, this is your show. These bands are here to talk to you. So call 347-215-7511. That's 347-215-7511. Or email your questions and comments. MusicFridayLive at gmail.com. Don't forget the live. That's MusicFridayLive at gmail.com. Or you can log into the chat room. The chat room is open. If you're listening to us on Blog Talk Radio, you know where the chat room is because it's staring you right in the face, okay? Or you can also hit us on Twitter. We check Twitter uh, during the show. But the best way to get to us is either call us, 347-215-7511, or email us. At musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Well, if you know of a hot new band, I want to make sure you all understand this. Now, if you know of a hot new band that you think should be on Music Friday, tell us. Go to our website. Our website is musicfridaynationbuilder dot com. That's MusicFridayNationBuilder.com. dot com. And then there's a tab up there. It says Your Choice. Click on the tab. And right in front of you will be a form that you can fill out. It takes about 30 seconds. You put in the band, their contacts, and we look at all of those, and we try to get the band. So that's musicfriday.nationbuilder.com. It takes about 30 seconds, and it could put a band that you've discovered on our program. And while you're there, look around. Read the reviews. Check out the band bios. Comment on the blog. Well, speaking of comments, I was at a local club here in L.A. Wednesday night. The club is The Wits End. It's in Venice near the beach. And I saw a blowout performance by Donya Oxford. And you should check her out on, online. Now, she's going to be on the show in March when she gets back from her tour of the continent. She's going to be playing her unique high-energy boogie-woogie rockin' blues. But in the meantime, check her out. And this Saturday night at the same place, that's The Wits End in Venice. Hanna Kim is going to be on stage now Hannah Kim has been on the show she was on the show in August and she does it's hard to describe it's so beautiful jazz rock infused vocals and they're just mesmerizing she's one of the best new emerging singers out there she's fabulous. Like I say, she was on the show in August playing cuts from her new album, Exodo, and you can actually go back on our archives here on Blog Talk Radio and listen to it. And then come on down. If you're in Southern California, come on down. Come on down to... uh, Come on come on down to the Wits End, the Wits End on, Venice in, in, uh, on Lincoln in Venice, California, 8 o'clock this Saturday night. I'll be in the front row. Join me. You won't be sorry. Okay, we're going to take a quick break now. And when we come back, Billy Kay, don't go away. You're listening to Music Friday Live. We're back. We're back. It's, you're listening to Music Friday Live on the Block Talk Radio Network, the Cyber Station USA Network, and our radio affiliates. And I want to say hi to some of our radio listeners out there. I want to say a special hi to our radio listeners and FM. We're not only on AM, we're also on FM, and they're in Ashland, Oregon, at the great KSKQ FM in Ashland, Oregon. And also, join us by email. Don't forget, MusicFridayLive at gmail.com. That's MusicFridayLive at gmail.com. And after the show, check out our website, musicfriday.nationbuilder.com. And also, don't forget, you can call us 347-215-7511 and... And we are brought to you by Solar City. I'm going to tell you a little later in the show about Solar City, so have a pencil and paper ready because I'm going to tell you how you can get your ho- your home solarized for free. That's right, no upfront cost. So that's Solar City. But right now, right now, I want to say that of all the country singers, no, I would say of all the singers we've had on Music Friday Live, none has had a story as interesting as our next guest. And few write and sing music as well as he does, and very, very, very few link their music and their life and their values as tightly as he does. Billy Kay is a Long Island-born country-western singer-songwriter who arrived in Tennessee by way of Los Angeles, Las Vegas, and the Veterans Administration. And I'm going to let him tell you that story. His music is solid country with a strong, positive rock influence. It tells a story of hurt and joy and women and life, and it moves your feet and it moves your heart. So whether he's singing about the excitement of being held by a beautiful woman or the pain of being left by that beautiful woman, his songs are earworms. They stay with you. They end up on the top of your playlist. And best of all, everything he does, from his own homeless lifestyle to his tours and his CDs, helps other people. Music Friday Live is proud to welcome Billy Kay. Hi, Billy.
0: Wow,
3: that was great can i Can you say all that again? That was like the best intro I've ever had
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Well, you know, all of our shows go up on 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 iTunes and are also in the uh the podcast uh archives at block talk radio and and you'll get a link to that at the end of the show. Well, Billy, there are so many things to talk about with you that it's hard to know where to start, but since this is a music program. I want to start with the music. In fact, I want to start with where the music started, which I believe was at age five with an accordion. Is that right?
3: Yes. I come from a large Italian family, and they all played some kind of instrument. And um, at any given day, there was a hundred gumbas in our basement. Uh, someone was having a confirmation, a communion, a wedding. Uh, any
2: excuse, <laughs>
3: we in the summer. I was out in the, in, in, the pat, in the patio out back, and we just sat there. And Dad played um, "You're Cheating Heart" and all those other things from my parents' generation. And until we were old enough to like leave with an excuse, we had to sit there and listen to him. And t- to be honest, that's what I do now. I copy exactly what my dad did, because <laughs> <laughs> he, he had the crowd going. You know, he, he could have Aunt Kitty singing or dancing, and and Uncle Willie was on the other guitar. Uncle James was on drums. And, uh, well, so, well,
1: speaking of guitars, uh, you put down the accordion and you switched to a guitar at the age of seven because you figured out that accordions <laughs> were not great instruments to pick up women with. You figured that out at seven. You no, know, think
3: about that, Patrick. I was like, what were my parents thinking? An accordion? When, when, when will that come in <laughs> handy who was that one guy? Guy Lombardo. I thought the only band you can join would be Guy Lombardo, an Oompa band or something.
1: Right. <laughs> well, there are others that have done that. Well, speaking of yeah. women, they seem to be the central, central focus of your music. So I want to play a little song of yours about a woman. This is a Southern girl.
4: You come crawling on your knees Don't even try to beg for pretty please. I found somebody new to take the place of you
1: I'm sitting here just um, dancing in my chair with my my earphones on. That's so much fun. Uh, Billy, in that song, you talk about a girl who left you and moved to Stone Mountain, Georgia, which is about as southern as you can get with the, the big mountainside carving of Robert E. Lee in the park there. And you wound up by chance living within a mile of her. Did you ever get a chance to sing that song to her?
0: <laughs> Don't get
3: me started on that one, dude. Uh, we booked the we booked recording studio, uh, which was like four miles from my house. My brother drove up from Savannah, Georgia to sing backup vocals, and Debbie was late. It was like it took us two hours to sing the vocals and get them, you know, get them correct, and by the time she showed up, we were just doing an ooze and an ahs. I'm going, you got to be kidding me.
0: <laughs>
3: well, well it she was floating like- on air.
1: <laughs> now, now you've said that um, when you sing that song in your head, you hear a kind of a Beach Boys-like wall of harmony, even though there's a three-part harmony going on there. Uh, can you explain that? Is the recorded song different than the song that you wrote?
3: Well, what I hear and what we record is sometimes two different things. I definitely have a um, I like the, I like a wall of harmonies like Phil Spector used to do. And what I do is when I write a country song and I tell a producer, here's what I want. Usually I say it's the Eagles because they have four-part harmony. Here's a country song that I want. Make believe the Eagles recorded it. And I want four tracks. And then they,
1: they
3: go, ah, that'll sound too Beatle-ish or too Eagleish ish uh, We'll give you three three vocals. I go, okay, we'll do three.
1: Okay, all right. Well, it seems to work. Now, uh, you don't know this. The other so, part but, of
3: that song is... Uh, it sounds happy and upbeat, but if you listen to the word, it's like I was giving Debbie a hard time. All my songs have a little twist.
0: They all sound happy. And,
3: uh,
1: that's why I played enough so people could, could kind of catch that. Um, now, you don't know it, but you and I actually share a little bit of history when it comes to Stone Mountain, Georgia, because I also moved from California to Atlanta, uh, the Atlanta area. I was a, a couple of miles from Stone Mountain, Georgia myself. And I spent a lot of weekends out there uh, picnicking with my family and riding the steam train and doing all the other stuff there is to do. So I know the contrast between that area and the West. So what was it like for you, a Long Island boy with a past in L.A. and Las Vegas, to (laughs) move to the South? Uh,
3: If I say anything derogatory, it is not derogatory. It's just different. It is like being in a different world. It is... They have no CC&Rs out here. Whatever you have that you and I were considered garbage, people put on their front lawn, like, you know, t- <laughs> 30 generations of old cars are on people's front lawns, you know. Where I used to live, if your garbage wasn't taken in by 4 o'clock, you got a $50 fine. No one ha- You go into any restaurant here, even if-, even if it's what they call a four-star restaurant, and the furniture doesn't match, and you go really? <laughs>
1: well, I, well, I have to say, I actually it, it enjoyed it. I found the South to be very hospitable, and you know, there, there's nothing like Southern cooking. So uh, we really enjoyed it, uh, Atlanta. But uh, you're absolutely right; it is a uh, uh, a much different world, and it, it's it, it's a great world too. I. I uh, I did enjoy it, and I, I love to be there. I want to return to the woman theme for a minute uh, because you've got some other songs, but this is a, a song about a woman in a much more serious context. This is Ready, Set, Gone.
4: She's got to get ready to go.
1: Now, Billy, I understand that 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 uh, that song was inspired by a woman who showed up at the the studio wearing sunglasses. You want to tell us about the story?
3: Um, yeah, I can't mention any names because it's based on a real woman. Sure.
0: Yeah. Of, <laughs> but of course. she was
3: a, a stunning blonde, and she came into work three days in a row with sunglasses on, and I just I assumed she just was out partying too late, like, you know, three nights in a row. And then as I left, she took the sunglasses off. I turned around to say something, and that's when I noticed she had a black eye. And uh, long story short, we went out to the pool. <laughs> Stunning blonde in a bikini wanted to tell me all those stories. I, I'll listen. Uh, and uh, her boyfriend, you know, just beat beat her all the time. And uh it didn't make any sense to me. You don't hit a girl and... So that night I went and wrote this, the saddest thing I could ever write, and I go, well, I can't do anything with this. Let me change it around and make it <laughs> – so it doesn't sound horrible, and then I gave it an up-tempo dance, you know, dance tempo, so no one would cry over it, but it's, it's about her, and um, hopefully people – well, a guy will not hit women if they listen to the song enough.
1: Well, of course, uh, battered women are um – unfortunately much too numerous in our society and many other societies so i'm 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 very happy that you you brought attention to that and i think the way that you went about it with uptempo is um uh the right way to go about it now i understand now i donated all
3: the proceeds of that one to a battered women's shelter back in las vegas right and i thought it was something i could just do like invisibly yada 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 and then like they invited me to the to the battered women's shelter and one okay now I have real life women who've been hit and you know other things and and they have kids and it's like oh gosh it was like so sad so they they get that one hundred percent for perpetuity you know like when I'm a hundred years old they'll still be making whatever money that song makes whatever it is. they need it more than I do that's for sure <laughs>
1: well I understand that that you go even further in your philanthropy you actually live in a homeless shelter despite you have a successful music career and a huge website and a prolific Twitter feed and your songs are on about every online music site in the universe, why is that?
3: (laughs) Uh, Last year, was it two years ago? Time means nothing to me anymore. Uh, The IRS seized all my assets. They said I was never married, I was never divorced. I don't have a son named Jesse and my son who I don't have, never went to school, so I wrote a trust uh, a New York action letter to my congressman saying the IRS is a little over the top here uh, and and their way of helping me was they forwarded that curse-laced letter to the IRS who the next day sees all my assets so I called my congressman and said, what are you going to do about the "Well, No one's going to fight the IRS but you're a veteran let's get some benefits your way so <laughs> huh. one one oh. branch of the government took, took everything and the other branch is uh, sort of giving it back giving me a place to live and stuff
1: so, so you live in a homeless shelter. Uh, what's that like? Do you have roommates, and, and what do they do? They think of your music and your music career.
3: It depends. I, I move around a lot, Patrick. Uh, uh-huh. I was I was in a shelter in Nashville, but they had a seven p.m. curfew, and you know, with a straight face, I'm telling these people, "Hello, I play music. Where would you like me to play with a bar? Have where a band has to be <laughs> home at seven o'clock?" And they also because vet- well, apparently all homeless veterans are ex-addicts or ex-alcoholics. Uh, you weren't allowed to play anywhere that served alcohol. Well, that
0: narrowed it down to what? Nowhere.
3: <laughs> Even the bowling alley served alcohol. We were not allowed to go to the bowling alley. Oh my so after God. complaining to anyone who listened, they said, look, we have this house in the middle of nowhere in Clifton. That no one's ever heard of. <laughs> uh, want to go down there? It's on a river. We'll throw in a boat. <laughs> and you want- officially we have a curfew, but... Unofficially, we don't do my only rule is I don't know if I can say this on the air. Uh, if I go away for three days, like sometimes I play Alabama, when I come back, I got my social work has to watch me pee in a cup. <laughs>
0: well, uh,
1: I, I, to I do you know <laughs> I, I, I congratulate you on on managing to to build the career that you have built uh, and play the music that you play and to help other people while you're in the middle of that, and speaking of helping other people. You're offering your new Belmore EP for a donation to a program called Rock Can Roll. You want to tell us about Rock Can Roll and how people can donate and get a copy of your EP.
3: That, that that's a great organization. It's supposed to be for live concerts. Like they they have the name these name brand acts like a ZZ Top, um, Willie Nelson, Melissa Etheridge, and when you go to their concerts, if you bring a canned good, you get a I oh, don't know, something for free. <laughs> I forgot what it was. But I don't play Madison Square Garden. I live in, you know, in the middle of nowhere here. So I said, can I do it online? If someone buys a, buys a CD, I mean, donates, you know, and I can just give them an autographed CD. And they go, yeah. I go, cool, works for me. And uh, if you go to my website, billyk.com, I'm sure the top banner is, is uh, donate to rock and roll. Oh, I don't get the money. You just donate. Um, to their PayPal account or whatever it is they have, a Kickstarter account, and then I get an email confirmation, and then I just send out an autographed CD. Well, it's in America because it costs like a hundred dollars to mail a CD to Australia.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're, we're talking with country singer uh, uh, Billy uh, Billy Kay, and you can talk with him. You can call us three four seven two one five seventy five eleven. Or you can email us at MusicFridayLive at gmail.com. And, of course, I'm Patrick O'Heffernan and I'm your host here at Music Friday Live. And, actually, we do have some, some, some email here for you, uh, to Billy. So I'm going to get right to it. Um, Cecilia in New York City wants to know, do you sing at concerts for veterans and, or at homeless shelters?
3: Well, I live in a homeless shelter and I sing here, so I'm going to go with a big <laughs> yes for that. Uh, oh, cool story. Okay. Uh, you, you'll like this. Even, you know, by my standards, it's bizarre. And I have no standards. I'm in a homeless shelter in Lexington, South Carolina when we, when we were filming the music video for uh, When You Hold Me Tight. And um, this lady uh, donated, didn't donate, no. She let us use a classic uh, Bentley car. And wow. I had a model, um, uh, Mrs. South Carolina, Audrey, Audrey La- Lawrence, and we show up at the, this homeless shelter. You know, there's like 50 homeless veterans in, in rags in the Bentley and <laughs> with models and cameras. And like, You're really a homeless veteran? Oh, yes, I am. Uh, we're filming something, so we can't look homeless today.
1: <laughs> um, well, I guess so the answer. the only just... one I
3: pulled up pull up to a homeless shelter in a Bentley, you know. Yeah. <laughs> no, the role voice Quidditch, I think. Yeah, Quidditch,
1: maybe more people yeah. should do that and hand out some money while they're there. Uh, <laughs> Radish at Berkeley, California wants to know, music mm-hmm. is proven to have healing power. Does it help you and those in your situation?
3: Oh, gosh. Yeah, me, is she asking me personally? Oh, yeah. Everything I write like is, uh, I don't drink, I do drugs. It gets me through whatever girl is dumping me on the- this week, you know. All <laughs> uh, well, my songs start out personal, and then uh, I, I change them to generic you know, before I let other people know I, I wrote that song. <laughs> but yeah, and then honestly, I, I get emails from, uh, it feels weird to use the word fan, um, from people I don't know who said their song, you know, inspired them or helped them get over or something, and I go, wow,
0: that's,
3: that's why I do this.
0: <laughs> well,
1: I, I completely agree you know and 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 since you mentioned um, rock can roll I I think I'd like to play a little bit of one of the songs on rock can roll and this is uh, um, turn your radio louder
4: song is playing. It's the one I wrote just for you. Yeah, yeah. Every time you hear that song, it doesn't make you wanna cry? And knowing that it's the song of our love, but now you're with another guy. So turn it up.
1: Of course, being on the radio, I'm, I'm a strong advocate for the lines in that song. I'm, I'm Patrick O'Heffernan. I'm your host at Music Friday Live. We're talking to country-western singer Billy Kay. And, and Billy, that seems to be another song about a woman who um, is no longer in your life. That seems to be kind of a theme. Uh, or is, is that a theme that you find just works <laughs> well with your audience? And it also
3: has the upbeat twist, so it doesn't sound sad. <laughs> Everyone, when they, when they first hear that song, they go, oh, it's an uptempo song about a girl on the radio. But it's really, uh, they are playing the song I wrote for you, you wench. I hope blood comes out of your ear when you hear it. I mean, that's, that was the intent of that song.
0: <laughs> well,
1: it's obvious from the, from the words, All right?
3: Obviously, um, most people don't listen to the words. They just think it's an uptempo song about, you know, about a girl. <laughs>
1: um, the Morton Mash, Morton, oh, I'm sorry. Monster mashed in Los Angeles wants to know when will we see you on the West Coast? Do you ever get to tour out here in LA? We do have a lot of country clubs here.
3: Well, book me and I'll be there.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, I got. I'm allowed to stay in this in this where I am for two years, and what I'm doing is I'm building up a fan base so that when I do travel next year. The clubs want to know you're going to bring someone to the to the bar before, before they'll book you. So as soon as I, I tell them, look, I have a, fo- a following, uh, book me, even if it's only for $100, I'll be there. And I plan on, uh, after next year, just touring America, um, one motel at a time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, speaking of touring, now you are organized uh, something called the Abject Poverty Tour. Uh, and also you organized the uh, Country for a Cause CD. Um what do other people in the country music community think of you, and, and who was on that tour with you?
3: Oh, that sometimes, like the rock and roll people, they, they had ZZ Z Top and Lily Nelson, and Phil, the guy's name was Phil Tully. He contacted me. And sometimes I wondered, did I really think I'm like in the same category as these people? Same thing with uh, um, uh, Country for a Cause. I just, I, I knew. How much money I was raising for uh, the battered women shelter, and I said, Gee, I wonder if I can get like ten other people to donate one of their songs to the you know, to, this, um, to the battered women shelter just to get them more money. And I can't believe the people. They said, one, they said yes, and there were people that were really good. I did, you know, I didn't I didn't call uh, people who can't play. <laughs> I called you know, really good people, and they they, they jumped on it. Yeah, yeah. sure. You want? They, they You want a good song? Or do you want, you know, you? <laughs> yeah, of course I want a good song. And,
2: and,
1: and, and so you're, very, so you're very humble. So would, would, when you put that tour together, though, you just got on the phone to other country uh, singers, and they said yes. Is that how it worked?
3: Well, well I either through Twitter or Facebook. Um, some of them, I still have their phone numbers, but usually, usually I do everything uh, online. You know, you just PM someone on Facebook.
1: Yeah. Okay. So cool. uh, you
3: start networking, and then they ask you to do things, and before you know it, you're, you're tight with like 50, 50, 50 artists that, you know, they need something. You're, you're there, and vice versa.
1: Okay. It's well, I'm glad they are. are. Well, I'm I'm glad they are. I'm glad to see that, that, that kind of, um, of uh, caring inside the, the, music community. And speaking of caring, we have another song here, and this one is is really about caring. This is uh, when you hold me tight. <laughs> Now, that's kind of a more classical uh, country tune. It's got hooks and pedal steel and twangs in it. And and I understand that it was assembled with seven piano tracks, five steel guitars, nine electric guitars, and 14 vocals. That's quite a work of engineering.
3: In several states, as I recall, uh, California, Nevada, Chicago, Florida, and I think I finished it in South Carolina... And released it in Nashville.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it
1: took you three studios to put it together, but you—you you wrote um, it was a dream come true. Why was putting that together a dream come true?
3: I got to work with—I um, mean, I don't get to work with Paul McCartney. I get to work with uh, the people under that. <laughs> <laughs> but all my favorite people—you uh, know—they said yes, and uh, with modern technology. You know, Brian, Brian Littleton was in Chicago. He didn't have to fly out to, to uh, Vegas to add his piano parts. And uh, I booked the most expensive studio in Chicago. Man, this place looked like a, a five-star hotel. And he came in there and um, he did his piano tracks. And He did some secret stuff for himself while he was there that I've never shared with anyone.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, you don't have to share it here and, unless uh, you'd like to.
0: Yeah.
1: No. All right. Um, uh, we're talking with uh, country singer uh, Billy Kay. Of course, this is Patrick O'Heffernan hosting Music Friday Live. And, and Billy, th- there's a video that goes along with, 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 that, uh, with that tune. And I love the images. The images are a returning veteran. It looks like he's from uh, Iraq or Afghanistan and his girl. And eventually they get married. <laughs> um, is there a message uh, in, those, in those images?
3: Well, I filmed that while I was staying at a veterans homeless shelter in South Carolina, and if you look out your window, you see nothing but veterans, and you're going, okay. Uh, and they all it to be in a video, <laughs> so I'm going, okay. What can we do that you know military related? And we came up with uh, how about Jessica, the girl's name is Jessica. She was she's a a chorus girl. The other thing I have in, in all my videos is all the all the female stars in my videos. I call them Sash Girls. And this Miss, uh, Miss Io Danny Danny Reeves was in um Ready set gone. She was Miss Iowa. Yeah. Um, Jessica was in was in this one, and um, we just, we said okay, you know, it's just the guy the guy in the military. I forgot his name. I'm sorry, but he was actually in the military. He was in a station at Fort Jackson. And then when when the video got released, there was a kissing scene.
0: <laughs> she, she
3: wanted us <laughs> to edit it out because she got she got in a relationship. Like, well, we're not going It's not like you're doing anything other than a quick kiss at the lake. <laughs>
1: Well, we've we've got we're just about out of time. We've got a um, a question here from uh, one of your fans, Brad Crooks, and uh, uh, this is actually from Brad and, and uh, Janine in Parker, Jeanine. Colorado. And uh, he said we enjoyed watching you're my official
3: <laughs> photographers.
1: Oh, really? Okay. Well, we enjoyed watching your music career grow, and want to wish you continued success. And wants to know if you're going to come to Denver soon. Well, of course, pictures.
3: not at they illegalized pot. I'll be there by Tuesday. Uh,
1: <laughs> okay. I don't think the
3: VA but, saw that coming. I don't have a rule against that one. I'm not allowed so, to do anything else. <laughs>
1: well, you know what? We are out of time, um, unfortunately, uh, so we're going to have to say uh, goodbye. But uh, real quick, before we leave, once again, tell people where they can get your music.
3: Billykay.com, E-I-L-L-Y-K-A-Y. .com
1: okay. and go on your own.: OK, BillyK.com. Be sure. Be sure and let us know if you, if you release another album and you go out on tour because we'll have you back on. I want to thank you so much for being on the show with us today, Billy Kay. And we're going to take a quick break right now. We've got to uh, do a little business, and when we come back, we're going to have Handsome Sin with us, and these guys are going to knock your socks off. Don't go away. you're listening to Music Friday live. And we're back. This is Patrick O'Heffernan. I'm your host on Music Friday, Music Friday Live. I wanted to uh, remind everybody that you can be on the show, 347-215-7511. You can call in and talk, or you can email us. You can email us at musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Now, real quick, before we introduce our next guest, I want to give you I I told you at the beginning of the show I was – to keep a pencil and paper handy because I was going to tell you how you could get solar energy in your home for no money down. Solar power is a huge win-win for homeowners, but a lot of people are reluctant to take the plunge into solar power because of upfront cost. Well, with Solar City, you can go solar for zero upfront cost on approved credit. That's right. Solar City will come out and install a solar system on your home for free. No upfront cost, all you need is approved credit, and then you only pay for the power you use. It's just like you do for the utility company, but of course it's a lower monthly cost because the sun is making half as much as your electricity. They will install complete solar system on your home and the best solar system in the country with no money down on approved credit. Solar City pays for the system, it insures the system, and it maintains the system. All you have to do is enjoy the savings. So if you've been ready for solar but solar has not been ready for you it is now it's ready for you at solar city america's number 1 clean energy provider now how do you find out about this how do you get that solar energy applied to your house with no money down well you call my friend tina that's right tina's at solar city and you tell tina that you heard about it from patrick on music friday and she will give you a $250 discount on your first order tina's phone number write this down now That's 909-618-6937. And tell Tina that you heard about this from Patrick on Music Friday. And incidentally, if you hear that your, your state's legislature is considering a bill written by the secret organization, ALEC, to fine you for installing solar because they're being paid off by the coal and oil companies who want your money, call your governor and say, no way. It's your sunlight, it's your home, and it's your money. So what I prefer you do is also call Tina at 909-618-6937. Okay, once in a while, I have to get out of my comfort zone. Now, we all have to get out of our comfort zone, or we get dull and old and stupid, Well, I was wrenched out of my comfort zone at a club one night in Hollywood after the band I had come to see finished its set and I decided to stay for the next one, although I knew nothing about their music. If I had, I probably wouldn't have stayed, and I am so glad I did. Handsome as Sin pulled me out of the safety of pop and reminded me that rock is rebel music, it's dark music, it's powerful music about real life and real feelings and real pain and real ecstasy. Their music is all of those things. It's powerful, very powerful. It's so powerful that it pulled me right out of my comfort zone. Maxton Waller and Chuck Riviera have joined their talents into something far greater than the sum of its parts. Their musical is totally male, stripped down, sharply pointed. It takes no prisoners and no excuses, and it's good. It's very, very good. The band calls its sound badass Southern California rock. I think that kind of just scratches the surface. I call it poetry and pain delivered with a six-string hypodermic. And best of all, even though it's habit-forming, you can't OD on it. Maxton Waller, welcome to M- Music Friday Live.
5: How you doing, Patrick?
1: I'm doing well. I understand that Chuck's there with you too.
5: I am. I am. I'm here. How are you?
1: Oh, I'm great. Um, now. I called your music Poetry and Pain, and I noticed that you, that this latest album, you wrote that it took 14 months and three studios to produce it, and that you formed Handsome and Sin, Handsome and Sin, after a breakup of an earlier band and 18 months hold up at your parents' ranch in Florida. So does that mean that there was some pain in this poetry in the new album? Tell me how you died.
2: Um, briefly put, yeah. It was, uh, it was a very interesting,
5: uh
2: uh it was a for me personally it was a very interesting time in my life. Um I was going through a lot of different uh range of emotion having come out of uh being in a band that I, you know, was so dedicated to for years and then basically being thrown on my a uh, my butt with nothing. So,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: so.
1: Well, that, that, that happens occasionally, um, and incidentally, I just want to let my audience know that that was Max talking, and then once again, just so my audience can tell the difference between your voices, Max, say hi.
2: How you doing, guys?
1: And uh, Chuck, say hi.
2: Hello.
1: Okay, one of you has some background sound on on your phone, so uh, just be a little bit careful of, of of that. Now, I want to play a little bit from from that album. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna start with what I think is an absolutely fabulous song. Nothing worse.
4: I'll break your Take it
1: a a pretty powerful experience but it's also very very high quality rock and roll that's uh that's that's on the the album tell me how you died and uh, i think it shows your capability for poetry and pain quite nicely right now uh, i've seen the video it's up on your website so i know the narrative behind the song but since this is radio um could you describe what's going on in that song
2: yeah, I mean, uh, you know, the song was written um, uh, about a a real close friend of mine who was hurt pretty bad by somebody. And basically the the feeling of, of wanting to, you know, avenge them and, and kind of like the struggle of like, you know, there's nothing you you really can do within, you know, the eyes of the law and without, you know, spending some time in jail for doing it. So it's like kind of the inner battle of like, you know wanting to to get back at this person who hurt your friend and at the same time knowing that it's not necessarily the right thing or or you know anything that's going to make you feel better so it's it's kind of all of those feelings mixed into one
1: well you, you certainly pull it off very well now was that a difficult song to uh, to record It'd take a lot of
2: work that one i mean uh chuck i don't
5: know I, what do you think man um I, I, would, I, I would imagine that it was probably difficult for Max to have to sort of deal with um, sort of reliving the emotions that he felt. I feel like one of the the strengths of our band is um, the sort of in the honesty of uh, the vocals and, um, and the lyrics. So I definitely felt like it was a very kind of visceral experience. Um, recording all the songs was tricky just in that you know we want to make sure they came out exactly what we envisioned them um and kind of sound the way uh we see them sounding um but overall the experience was actually uh, a lot of fun i mean it took a long time but it was it was actually a pretty enjoyable process
1: now when, when i saw you live you were you were able to produce that same sound uh very clean very honest uh very powerful did it, that's Something happened in the studio that, uh, that, that allows you to do pretty much the same thing that you do on stage? I mean, that, most musicians can't do that, and you seem to have pulled it off.
2: Well, we, you know, I thank you for that, first of all. That's a huge compliment. Um, we basically, you know, on top of using all the same gear, because it's, you know, it's, it's hard when you're recording, a lot, of, a lot of bands you'd be surprised don't use, the gear that they use live, as I'm sure you know, Patrick. But yeah. the the engineer who was working with us um, on those recordings his name is Norm Block. Um, he is an extremely extremely talented musician and engineer, and he has his own studio in his house. And uh, he was recommended to us by a, a old sound guy of ours. But he basically um, our goal was to make it sound as raw as possible, and, and Norm specializes in that, because Norm, you know, when, when we first started talking to him, I was like, you know, Norm, I really, I don't want to tune any vocals, I don't want to replace any drums, you know, I don't care if it takes us, you know, months and months to do, you know, we, as a group, we want it to sound the way that we sound, and he said, well, that's good, because, you know, I don't really know how to do any of that stuff anyways. <laughs> so, All right.
1: So, well, we here, were kind
2: here's... of... Forced there.
1: Here's a here here's an uh, another cut from the album. This is the final cut. Wow. <laughs> I just want to repeat some lines from that song for, for my audience, because they may not have caught them. I'm the breathing on the other line, the hate-causing pain from another time. I'm the barrel in the shotgun spray. I'm the son of a bitch who took your daddy away. Where did that come from? That's some of the most powerful, painful poetry I've heard on the show. What's going on there?
2: <laughs> uh, Well... Um, The song was – I'm a huge uh, fan of AMC's The Walking Dead TV show, Uh and I got really caught up in that show. I went on like a Walking Dead binge when I first started watching it because I was behind, so I caught up like two seasons in a matter of like weeks. And I just, you know, having all the imagery from the show in my head, I started thinking about, you know, uh, just a a greater force of evil than than what, you know, man can – do and I, it, it really brought a lot of images into my head. So I, I wanted to write a song to express, you know, all of the things that people experience in their life that they think are just, wow, that's pure evil and kind of, you know, put it into a human form, I guess.
1: We're talking with uh, Maxton Waller and Chuck Riviera. They are the, uh, the band Handsome As Sin. They're, and incidentally, we, we get a little static here every now and then because uh, they're on cell phones. As, as you know, if you listen to this program regularly, we often talk to bands on cell phones because they're, they're traveling. But uh, we've, been listen, we've been listening to music from their new album, Tell Me How You Died. Now, where do people get your music?
5: Um, Chuck, you want to tell them about the links for everything? So the album is available uh, for sale up on iTunes, um, sort of the, you know, old school way. And then we have it uh, streaming up on all the mainstreaming services, Spotify, um, MAHOG, Pandora Radio, um, pretty much, you know, anywhere Uh, you find uh, music. SoundCloud.
1: Yeah. Um, Now, the the reason I said that the two of you create more than the sum of your parts is that – you bypass the wall of guitars and the battering drums that so many hard rock bands think are necessary. You manage to physically hit us with sound, but at the same time, your, your lyrics are there and they are, they're subtle. It, it, your music is both head banging and head music. Now, how do you do that? <laughs> did you do that on purpose or did it just work out that way?
5: It's kind of just how it turned out. Um, You know, the two of us together just sort of have found that that's the style of music that we make. Um, Max is a bit more of a kind of a bluesy country background, and I tend to be more uh, of a modern rock kind of metal influence. Um, And so, you know, it took a few months for us to kind of figure out what the sound of the band was going to be. Uh, And there are a lot lot of songs from the earlier days uh, that ended up getting scrapped because they just didn't really fit in with what we turned into. Um, but we try to find that kind of balance between sort of blues rock and a more heavy kind of modern sound, um, and making sure that we're not doing anything uh, in the studio that we can't recreate live. Um, you know, it's really important to us that you get the full album experience, um, but that also hopefully, you know, there's a, a different energy to it when you come see it uh, at a live show.
1: Well, having seen you at a live show, I can say that that the the energy at the live shows is is, is- equally as enjoyable and equally as powerful. But I'd also like to point out that you you don't always do airy, in-your-face hard rock. And let, let, let's listen to a, another one of your songs from this album, one that uh, I love to listen to. This is Fly. shifted gears very nicely on that that's a a soft textured ballad that um, almost a jazz feel in the drumming Um, it shows your range and it it also in the album it lets us just take a breath is that why you put that in there to give us a, a little opportunity to kind of breathe for a minute
2: you know uh originally we weren't even planning on putting that song on the album our engineer norm um who i was talking about earlier we showed him a demo of it and he was basically like, you know, guys, we have to put this on here. Like you have to, there's, there's no other option. And so, um, yeah, I mean, basically we we decided it was a good, uh, a good way to kind of mix things up a little bit and give people a breather between, you know, in their face rock
1: <laughs> <laughs> always listen to your mom and your engineer
0: huh? okay <laughs> <laughs> very, <true. laughs> um,
1: very uh we should let people know who does what in the band uh chuck what's your role in the band
5: um officially lead guitarist uh although max is a uh incredible guitar player and, and has a few leads on the album um as well as live. Um, and then, you know, songwriting is, is pretty 50-50, I'd say. Um, very collaborative process. All
1: right. Well, we have, uh, we've got some emails here for you, and uh, one involves who does what in the band. This is from Bilal in Boston, and Boston wants to know, who is that drummer? He's really good.
2: Uh, the guy playing drums on the album, it's our, uh, our really good friend, Kevin Bly. Um, I've known Kevin for years and years, and he's such a wonderful, really hilarious, awesome dude and really fun to work with.
1: And Astrid in Austin thinks you should be at South by Southwest. Do you have any plans to do something like that?
2: You know, we had talked about trying to go down there this year. Um, We had some plans that uh, would have sort of coincided with that, though, and we weren't able to really make it work out in time. Um, you know, the album coming out in the fall, we, we had a little bit of a, a, setback with promotion and stuff like that in terms of the booking. So after we did our album release show, which you were at Patrick, we, we, uh, our, I mean, our next show is, you know, not until tomorrow so that, you know, it's, it's been like a very, uh, interesting year for booking, but for the spring, our plans are, are not to go to South by, but we do have plans to tour through Texas in the spring.
1: Oh, good, because we've got uh, another email here from Texas. Uh, This is from T-Bone32 in Dallas, and he says, sounds like Texas blues to me. So, uh, uh, T-Bone, you should go to their website and follow them, and uh, maybe you can have some of that Texas blues uh, down in Texas. Uh, Let's not skip skip over the show tomorrow night. Tomorrow night you're going to be in Los Angeles. You're going to be at Molly Malone's at 10 p.m. Is that correct? Okay. That's That's correct. Molly For all of those of you who are listening to us here in Southern California, Molly Malone's is on Fairfax. It's uh, just uh, north of the uh, Los Angeles County Museum of Art. It's got a great big venue in it called the Snug, and it's a wonderful place to hear a band like this. So uh, you should all go down to Molly Malone's tomorrow at 10 p.m. and hear Handsome as Sin. Now, we've got a little bit of time left. So I'm going to play a song that I thought was called Walkin' and is actually called Money. And maybe we'll have a little bit of time left to talk a little bit about that. Here it is.
4: Money, ain't that a bitch? Well, we ain't got no. What are we doing now? Honey, I tell you this. I'm
2: going to get that money. Don't ask me how.
1: That's going to go great in the stud, because there's lots of room there for dancing. Uh, that that was money. We're talking with Handsome as Sin, and uh, that sounds like, actually, that was written for a scene in a movie or a television show, but uh, what caught my eye in that, or caught my ear, was the subtlety of the drummer and the power of the bass. It's such an intricately arranged piece. Did it take a lot of work to assemble it? Uh,
2: kind of. We, You know, when we wrote that one, it was it was uh, actually, when we wrote that song, Chuck had started out originally uh, playing drums for the band, and so he had kind of come up with that machine gun snare uh, sort of feel in the verses, or uh, in the choruses, sorry, and uh, in the bass, um, you know, we had arranged at his house um, while we were doing the demos for that song, but then shortly thereafter, we got Kevin in on the mix, and, and uh, Chuck switched over to playing lead guitar, which... I think he's much better suited for, and he's, you know, obviously an awesome guitar player, but arranging it was, yeah, it does a little bit to to put all that together.
1: You know, I, I really have to, and you tell Kevin this, I have to compliment him. A lot of drummers tune their snares too high, and they hit them too hard, and instead of supporting the song they compete with it and he's he's tuned it really well i don't know if that if you've told him how or if he just has that naturally but he my compliments to kevin he's really good that way Um, i will
2: definitely let him know that he's he actually works uh at pearl drums for uh for corporate pearl drums so he he definitely knows a thing or two and he's very very picky about his tone
1: well he it it shows and unfortunately we are out of time so I want to say thank you for joining us, and I want to tell my audience to check them out. That's www.handsomeassin.com. Thanks again, um, and have a great time Saturday night. You've been listening thank to you. Music Friday Live with Patrick O'Heffernan from Cyber Station USA, the Block Talk Radio Network, and our radio affiliates. Like our Facebook page and follow our Twitter feed. You'll get real-time updates on our guests. Vote for your favorite musician on musicfriday.nationbuilder.com, and we will invite them on the show. Our producer is Lars Christensen. Our program director is Jason Bartleben. Our intern is Angeline Serrano. Download this and other Music Friday programs at CyberStationUSA.com or at BlogTalkRadio.com. Be here next Friday. Alexander Demos and Diane Cameron are going to be with us. Check out the Twitter stream and our Facebook page, and we'll update you on the guests of their music and their videos. And right now, good night, everybody. Have a great musical weekend.